We have a new sponsor on the show. We have our friends over at uh, wildheartstones.com. <laughs> Sorry, Kyle. Kyle's one of my friends. She runs this company and she uh, sells gems and amulets and talismans and bracelets and sage and all of your good foo-foo-y stuff that you guys all like. It's um, honestly really cool stuff. This website beautiful gems, beautiful is stones. The, the interface on this website makes it very easy to see exactly what you're buying. Um, not only just gems and uh, f- there's fossils, there's bracelets, there's a whole bunch of stuff here. There's a blog on this website. She she knows that her family has been digging up these gems for for generations. So yes. this is the real deal Holyfield, guys. Check them out and at your purchase type in ICBTB for the promo code, get 15% off. Nice. Wild Heartstone. We'll put the link in on our description and things yeah, like that. Yeah, check it out, y'all. And welcome to It Can't Be That Bad. <laughs> oh, yeah, we are here with IZBTB. We got Dog Mouth and Beard Face here with Baby Bass. And today we're going to do our wet t shirt contest. So, ladies, come on down and get them pointy. And coming sure. in at number one is my dick. And coming, Casey in, Kasem. coming in at number two, Christian's mom. Uh, what the what? fuck, oh, I'm dude? Sorry, I'm sorry. <laughs> oh my gosh, she's right there. Hi. My mom just made you a burrito. Yo. It was it was incredibly delicious. And, uh, the burrito. She could have toasted the tortilla, but <laughs> the tortilla. Did she could have put it on a no, pan. Shut up. Thing, that's my friend's mom. <laughs> the, the only thing that threw me was the, was the spinach in the tortilla. Having a green burrito served me. Really? I've, I've never had that before. Really? Yeah. No. I mean, you can't even really taste it. No, not at all. But you know, usually it's flour or corn in my house, not uh, flour, corn, or spinach. Corn, corn for the win. Have you had wheat tortilla before? I've had a whole wheat tortilla that tastes like ass. They all taste the same. I like the cayenne ones. Ooh. It's not actually spicier, but it makes me think that it is. Mm-hmm. You know, it I'm, makes me think that it is. Me, me thinks it is. <laughs> oh, you're Irish now. Yeah, sometimes. Speaking of which, Warwick Davis it has a cameo in this movie. Is he Irish? Yes. I thought yes. he was English. No, Leprechaun. I'm sorry. I did. Wow. I realized I left a lot of context. No, but he did play Leprechaun, a movie that we. I'm not we calling him watch. a Leprechaun. No, no. He played Leprechaun, and he's I, or he's C- English, Christian. so that's easy to get mixed up. I mean, he's from the island. No, I'm so sorry. I take back the look. Turn the fan back on. Then. <laughs> Turn the fan back on. We have Alan in the studio, our uh, stu- uh, our producer. He specifically requested that a camera not be on him because he does not have a fresh cut. I can fix I it. No, yeah, just yeah, turn yeah, it around. Yeah, yeah. Haircut right now. That would be a fun episode. Cutting Alan's hair. Everybody gets one snip. Make it worth it. Alan would never let us do that. <laughs> Huge True. podcast ratings. Huge. I would never Tremendous. let anyone into this room touch my hair. I mean, you could touch it. Yeah, yeah, you could touch it. But I don't <laughs> you still move back. You can't cut it, <laughs> yeah, um, just don't cut it. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Hey, welcome to another episode of ICBTB Podcast, also, also known, known as... as- it can't be that bad podcast. Wow. Crazy. We've done this show before. Yes, this is the podcast where two Bay Area natives highlight and defend underrated films. And today... We have not just an underrated film, but a straight-up hated film by some people. Really? It's ruined some of the actors' lives, It sadly. literally sent a man to prison because he went crazy and almost killed his mother. Yes. Oof. Um, but, you know, also, let's introduce our guest. Yes, yes. Anger does lead to hate, guys. Anger does lead to hate. And hate oh. leads to fear. Mm-hmm. And fear 
leads to, to the suffering. dark side. Suffering. Suffering. suffering leads to the dark side. We have Greg Reasoner in the studio. <laughs> um, check out the Tuesday episode. We uh, get real sweaty so up in that business. We also so like we we good. reconnect with the past. We found a time machine and we we got to make one of Greg's dreams come true in front of the cameras and like, Christian took a shirt off at the very end so I hope you guys stuck around for all of that yeah. tears almost jerked straight from my eyes <laughs> other things were jerked uh, when the cameras were off though just so you know chicken um, Jamaican style jerk chicken baby we just yelled at him just like you fucking dick yo I was like oh good I'll cry <laughs> do you want to tell the baddies what movie we're watching we're, or what we're, movie we, we watched we're, we're and what we're gonna talk about okay uh Ladies and gentlemen, it's going to be a Star Wars movie coming in at episode one, Boom. The Phantom Menace. The Phantom Menace. Nice. Sorry, I just love Casey Kasem, so I had to do him. You have a good you have a good voice for the microphone, man. Yeah? Yeah. I always thought it was a little too, like, nasally. Well, I uh, just... Everyone thinks their voice is nasally. Yeah. Everyone hears it at a higher octave, but, you know, once you get used to it. Um, hey, we got a lot to get into. This movie's a, a boatload, so if it pleases the court... It does please the court. Here comes the itty-bitty, nitty-gritty committee. This movie uh, was released in the year 1999. It has a runtime of two hours and 16 minutes. And for those of us who don't enjoy arithmetic, uh, that is 136 minutes. It's actually very long um, and they <laughs> take their time. It has a, it's rated PG uh, and has a rating of 6.5 out of 10 on the IMDb, a 52% on the Rotten Tomatoes, and a 51% from Metacritic. My friend Greg and Christian, would you like to guess... What percentage of Google users approve of this film? So it's a thumbs up, thumbs down rating, Greg. What percentage of Google users do you think approve of this film? I'm going to guess because of the internet. Yes. I'm going to guess it's on the lower side of the 100%, so like a, like a 50 or lower. Okay, okay. Mm, okay. Christian? I can't play. I accidentally saw it. In Alan's notes that he sent us, it, I, it's all I there. saw it's it. It's all yeah. there. Um, Alan, again, another college-level thesis note-taking ability. So good on you, Alan. We yeah, will not stop talking about I it. I really don't deserve to be on this podcast after seeing your notes, man. <laughs> no, we should be paying him, actually. Yeah, we yeah, should he deserves be. compensation. My mom oh. made you a burrito, so that's, that's okay, it. Perfect. That covers for today. Yeah. Yeah, good, good. And, you know, we're paycheck-to-paycheck paycheck kind of guys. Yeah. Um, Wait, we get paid? Not you. Oh. <laughs> Remember the thing you signed before you came in? Dang. <laughs> uh, synapses coming at you. Right at you. Obi-Wan Kenobi is a young apprentice Jedi Knight under the tutelage of Qui-Gon Jinn. Anakin Skywalker, who will later father Luke Skywalker and become known as Darth Vader, Spoiler. is just nine years old. <laughs> when the Trade Federation cuts off all routes to a planet Naboo, Qui-Gon and Obi-Wan are assigned to settle the matter. Directed by the man George Lucas himself, it had a budget of one hundred and fifteen million dollars. Would you guys like to guess? I mean, I you, saw it you already saw it. Greg, would guess. you like to guess how much money this movie made in its box office recoup? Gosh, uh, I am terrible when it comes to money numbers. I found it as as an adult, I'm like somewhere on the autistic spectrum. So I'm like, nice. That's why I don't understand money. Okay, <laughs> cool. Yeah, it's like I don't know. It made its money back. No, I'm I'm gonna say it. It had crazy hype. Yes, it did. It had insane hype. Did you guys ever see Fanboys? Yes. Oh, That's that a Kevin movie. Smith movie, right? Where they Kevin Smith? No. Uh, not Kevin Smith, but it does feel Kevin Smith adjacent. Paul Dano? Uh no. sure. I guess I'm also bad with names. Emil Hirsch? Uh but it does have a ton of like, oh that guy. Oh that girl. Yeah. Um I think Kevin Smith has a camera. Yeah. We'll talk about that later when yeah, you have me on for one. fanboys. <laughs> we should do fanboys. It's so good. Okay. I I'm gonna say it definitely made its budget mm -hmm. and uh, tripled, tripled it? it. Tripled it. Tripled it. So 
three, four, five. Sure. Uh, it actually made four hundred and seventy-four and a half million dollars, uh, and I would say probably in all of its re-releases and reproductions, it's probably I would say at least over half a billion easily. And you know, when Disney bought Star Wars, they uh, they got this too. And you know, it's just it's on Disney Plus, so check it out. Although I want to say this though, that Disney Plus version had a couple of scenes that I do not remember. Did they, George, put his fingers in things? He's always putting his finger in things. Wait, so like when this was uh, made available on Disney Plus, were things added or enhanced? I think so. Yes, for okay, sure. I think it was. Okay, for do you sure, know? Yeah. Because I don't know. Well, uh, I feel McClunky. like right, guys. McClunky. What's McClunky? Alan, do you, are you familiar with McClunky? That sounds familiar. What is okay, McClunky? there's uh, people who are calling like uh, Star Wars: A New Hope. They call it the McClunky cut because mm. it's almost exactly the same, except. Uh, Guido, Guido, Guido. Sorry, yes. that was almost racist. Um, <laughs> Guido. <laughs> okay, so it's glad cool. I wasn't racist. NPR says we can call him that. <sighs> Sweet, love NPR. Um, <clears throat> he says McClunky right before he gets shot. Oh, and that's like the only change anybody has noticed with it. And so I was like, it's the McClunky cut. Mm. What? Wait, well, because like Han shot first in the original. Version. That's the whole controversial yeah. theory yeah, yeah, yeah. of which I, I never thought was like a big deal. It's just like it eh. does. It changes his character completely. Actually, really? also yeah. he shoots. He shoots first because he doesn't want to waste time instead of shooting in defense. I just feel like if Luke was in that situation, he'd be like, "Oh my god, what are you doing?" Like he wouldn't yeah, shoot at all. He'd be like Morty. He'd be like, "Oh my god, Han, what are you doing?" Especially for the first movie where he's oh yeah, where he's like a yappy kid. Yeah, where he's still innocent. Um, but. We're not talking about that one. We're talking about episode one, guys. No, 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 no. Hold on a sec. No, okay. <laughs> no, fuck it. Let's talk about A New Hope. Um, Everybody hates that movie. Just, I, I actually don't think New Hope is one of the better ones. I, I think Empire Strikes Back is the best of the entire franchise. Well, I just think that anything in the original trilogy is better than everything in this newer trilogy. Although I'm a fan of Revenge of the Sith Revenge was really Sith. good. And I want to watch it again now that I'm like I'm, I'm an adult. Have you read the book version, the novelization? You no. know, I've read the first couple of chapters actually, because when I was in, a little kid at the library, they used to have the novelization. Mm-hmm. Like, Thick motherfuckers. Yes. Yeah. yes. Wow, that's crazy. Um, so tangent, and then another tangent, but it's related. I promise. Okay. Oh, it's okay. The novelization of Revenge of the Sith is really good, and it gets into like a lot of the internal psyche of mm. Darth Vader, mm. or sorry. Anakin. Anakin Skywalker mm. and his, well, his inner dragon. At the end of Revenge of the Sith, he is Darth Vader, even before he gets the suit. Yeah. These are facts. These are facts. Literal facts. Okay. Uh, the novelization of Attack of the Clones, so much better than the movie. Yep. yep. The way it was executed in the movie was so janky. I will be on the show to defend that movie. I know, But yeah. I will say this. The novelization, it, the book was better. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Always. Obi-Wan Kenobi had this whole like detective side plot. Yes. And it definitely felt more noir-esque hell yeah in the nice. book um I I, I I i used to have as a little boy like the star wars comic books and there was one that i had that was like i don't know it must have been a reprint or something but it was about new hope and it was one of the deleted scenes that you don't see in new hope where luke is in a like a spaceship race he's he's oh yeah with, the, with the tashi station gang exactly fixer um, and uh the other and the, his friend that he sees later in the movie, he's like, I haven't seen you in forever. And you're like, wow, we've Big never Star seen that Clider. guy before. Yeah. So I remember when I first read that and then I saw this movie, I was like, this is Luke's story. Like they literally just took Luke's story and turned it into like a pod race and whatever. But, but you know, George Lucas wanted to make the movie he wanted to make. And, yeah. and here he it is. wanted to have that race scene in there. And I believe it was Steven Spielberg said, 
it's cool, but it's a little too much like American Graffiti. Yeah, and it means ah, nothing. It doesn't advance the story Which is at my all number three favorite movie of all time. American Graffiti? Nice. Yes. Ooh, nice, nice, nice choice. Fun. Let's jump into it, guys. It's Star Wars, so it opens like any good Star Wars film does. Yeah. And then the... <laughs> Yo, it's the Star Wars rap. As a we long go. time ago, when the, the galaxy, galaxy far, far, far away, <laughs> the Trade Federation was setting up okay. a blockade. Honestly, <laughs> as a 28 year old, fully grown man, the text that was rising up was still way too complicated of jargon <laughs> no. and way too political. How is yeah. a child yes. gonna watch that? Yeah, I think yeah. as a child, I just like would skim it and would be like, I know some of these words. But now, as an adult, Absolutely. I was like actually like breaking it up, like, holy shit. Naboo is Cuba, and the Trade Federation is America. That's what this all is. It is extremely (laughs) political. It's so... And then, like, I totally forgot... Again, watching this now as an adult, like, fully conscious. Totally forgot the whole thing of, like, this movie's about politics. Yes. Yes. This movie is half about politics, half about a little boy. Nothing really about Star Wars until the very end. If we were to break it down a little bit more, the original trilogies uh, all start off with like action-packed scenes. Oh, immediately into like spaceship fights. The first scene that we see in this movie is like the Viceroy talking to his homeboy talking about like uh, political stuff about like, we got it, we're taxing all of the routes here because the Federation wants it or something like that. And they're like, you, you, they're also like have a legal blockade. Like there's, there is so much lawyer jargon in the first five I minutes. I have a theory. Hmm. I got a theory. So if we remember in A New Hope, it starts with this. the Tantive Five yep. rebel blockade runner escaping from a giant ass star destroyer. Because it has the plans to the Death Star. Yes. And then there's a, there's a crash land down on Tatooine. Correct. So I think George, George Lucas, he was... <laughs> Another he, really good impression. I think originally he wanted to start the movie... Where the Nubian uh, cruiser with Queen Amidala and the two Jedis Mm. is damaged from escaping from Naboo and has to land on Tatooine. And Mm. that's where Luke Skywalker, I mean, Anakin is. (laughs) The kid from Jingle All the Way. Yes, fresh from uh, winning or failing to win a pod race. Like, I think that's where he wanted to start it. And... And he was thinking of like, oh, why are, why are the queen and the Jedi there? Yeah. And so he was coming up with a backstory. He's like, man, fuck it. I'll just put that in the actual front of the movie. I, I've read Whoa. that there was a version of this script that focused more on Obi-Wan finding Anakin and going to Tatooine and having his moments there. And I think, if I remember correctly, one of the original drafts, um, Qui-Gon didn't come in until they go to the Jedi Council. So like he wasn't as big of a part until in, until then because he was huge in this movie. Yeah, and so when huge. when Liam Neeson signed on, <laughs> huge, <laughs> tremendous. Huge. When Liam Neeson signed on, and, and you know they re kind of rejiggered it a little bit. Um, uh, I, uh, what mm. rejiggered? Uh, my friend Samuel L. Jackson is in that movie, so if you could not use that word, I would really appreciate it. <laughs> you know, a jigger. It's one ounce and a half ounce on the bottom. It's used for bartenders. Oh, sorry, sorry, I, sorry. I use it all the time. Mick Jagger? No, no, that's <laughs> racist. Um, yeah, I know British people. <laughs> It's Mick Jagger. <laughs> Everyone stop. Okay, okay. Um, I think you legally have to say thing up before you say that word. <laughs> La- last note about that one draft, and then we'll talk about this draft. Um, I believe there was a supposed, the original romance was between Obi-Wan and Padme. 
not Anakin and Padme. So one of his original story arcs was that was going to be the thing. And then when Anakin falls in love with her, he takes her away from Obi-Wan. And that's like a whole different rip. I kind of like that they didn't end up going that way. Yeah. Because as bad as I feel for Obi-Wan not getting any puss. Like, no, it's, it's fine. It totally could have been have a Padme Luke Leia Han trilogy or trilogy. Uh, Tri- uh, love, love Triangle. Love Triangle. Yeah. Love Trilogy. Yeah. Threesome. Oh, so you think there should have been like a, a, a love triangle between Obi-Wan, Anakin, and Padme? So, not that I'm saying it needs to be rewritten, but if I was to rewrite it, I would have made Anakin older. Yes. He mm. would have been a navigator on his spice freighter. Mm. Hello, is anybody <laughs> watching the original movies? Honestly, I don't think George Lucas did. I think when he sat down to write this, he was like, um, episode one. What I'm happened? Like, I'm going to start from the beginning. <laughs> what, what, what trilogy? No, no just... Okay. So he would have been like some guy that they turned to with like the, hey, we're trying to get away from the Trade Federation. And he's yeah. just like, look, lady, I'm just trying to get these things shipped and stuff. Yep. And it's like, oh, we got to win this race. And he's like, well, I used to be a hot rod racer back in my day. Okay. Back it, in That's Modesto. already so much better. Dude, it pisses me off. It's already so much better. George Lucas, you suck. Anakin in this movie was that fucking kid where he was just like, you want to see all my toys? Because like my toys, I'm the only human that could do this and that. I built this. Like. I'm going to be the first one to see them all. Yeah. (laughs) Okay, we're we're getting ahead of ourselves, guys. He's not on Tatooine yet. Okay, okay. Love love this movie. So the Trade Federation has set up a blockade over and around Naboo, and the Galactic Republic, this is, again, the boring politics part of it. The Galactic Republic sends two of their peacekeeping Jedis to negotiate a transfer of power back to Naboo, I think. Um, <laughs> that's really how every scene went by when it was political. It was just like, I think that's I what's think, going on. Yeah. I, I believe that they were trying to negotiate a peaceful resolution okay. to the blockade. Yes. Uh, avoid a war. Yes, because yeah. Naboo was being starved. Yes. yes they couldn't yes, take yes. any yeah. imports yeah. or export any goods. So they were losing money and supplies. Isn't Naboo a sphere? Couldn't they have just taken off on the other side of the planet where the blockade isn't? Here's the thing. I don't the know. blockade is completely 360 degrees covering the entire planet. There are multiple Trade Federation ships. Okay, but it, they're all like in one spot. Well, with light speed technology. They could get to the other side of the planet real quick. Okay, okay. Fair. It's a little zip, zap, zap. 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 Okay, fair, fair, fair. Improv, anybody? You guys done it? Never <laughs> heard of us. Okay. Um, um, so the Jedi Knights arrive. We meet Qui-Gon Jinn and Obi-Wan Kenobi, young Obi-Wan Kenobi. Um, I want to say real quick, why... I don't remember Obi-Wan being this empty of a character. Oh, yeah. Well, Ewan McGregor said most of his acting consisted of him walking into a room and looking around. That's what it was. Okay, so, like, I'm going to jump and we're going to jump back. When we first see Darth Maul fight Qui-Gon Jinn, and then Qui-Gon escapes and gets back in the ship, uh, Obi-Wan just runs in, and he doesn't even look worried that his master (laughs) almost died. (laughs) Qui-Gon, are you okay? He also doesn't realize that his master is fighting a enemy from thousands of years ago they have not seen a red lightsaber yeah never for thousands of years the sith has been extinct for like a millennia that's like if we that's like if i was driving to come pick you up and you were just like boxing with a velociraptor (laughs) and you just jumped in the car and i was like so what movie are we gonna go see fine yeah not even just don't even acknowledge it just no i mean like if we're if we're going by like our own years that's like say that's like if one of us got attacked by a Confederate soldier, a Roman soldier. Yes, yes, like thousands of years ago. Yeah. Was that a centurion that was fighting you? Like, what was that guy? The centurion toga. died out thousands of years ago. <laughs> and then we have to go to like the Council of Podcasters and Always be like, the centurions are back. Um, so they are trying to uh, establish that peace. They end up getting caught, and they 
the droids try to kill them. Okay, when when can I start loving this movie? I, I've already started. Okay, because when they jump into to like stowaway to get down to Naboo, that's where the movie starts for me. Okay, the movie starts for me right when the credit, right when the uh, the words, <laughs> the opening crawl is done, and then we get that new ship, that mm. like sort of maroon ship. I'm like, cool. I like a maroon ship. That's really cool. Yeah. And they show up, and things are kind of like eerie. And I'm like, what are these giant spider ships? I knew what they were because at my friend Andrew Singleton's birthday, we all got little Lego spider ship things. So before even seeing the movie. The toys always spoil the movies. Yeah. So when I saw those, I was like, oh, it's the Lego I got. Those are going to be in the entire movie. I'm so stoked. They were in the beginning and the end. That's Uh, it. They sandwiched it. That's it. Already excited. Yeah. They can come back a little bit. Those were my favorite character play in Battlefront 2. If I ever had to be on the droids back in the day. Those were hella dope. Yeah. Uh, but so we're also skipping the droidicas. The droidicas. So mm-hmm. so they get killed with gas or supposedly killed with gas. They send some uh, droids in to go finish the job. Of course, the Jedi hold their breath. And uh, this is where actually this is one of my favorite scenes because we get to see force powers that we don't see very often. They're super speed force runaway. Speed, yeah. It's yeah. like a force move. Uh, also, the like the way that. Qui-Gon's using the lightsaber to cut open the sword or the door. He's using it as like a like a a welding Dude, tool or yeah. something. So when he started cut cutting the hole, we're all everybody in the theater's just like, yeah, duh, we've all thought about doing that. Of and course. then when they close the super door and he just puts it right in the middle, that was like a oh fuck moment. Yeah. That's how I met my girlfriend doing that same move. Um uh, You <laughs> met her that way? <laughs> she like locked the door and you tried to cut it open and then she locked the super door. <laughs> That's and right. then you took the blowtorch straight to the middle. You had a lightsaber when you met her. Um so A they, lightsaber, you idiot. It is you a blowtorch. Stupid. <laughs> Fuck you. Um so they have to stow away on one of the um Landing crafts, warships that the droids are sending to Naboo. The Landcraft. The Landcraft. It's not racist because it's an alien voice. Mm. It could be racist to them. I was watching this YouTube video where Alienist. they were all uh, the the reviewer was saying all the things wrong with the movie, and he was just like, "It's kind of like ambiguously racist that they uh, every Everybody single who's alien not a human, yeah, has like this uh, very specific to a region on planet Earth. Mm-hmm. They have that accent because like uh." Okay, is Jar Jar Binks? I know we're jumping Yaman. a little. No, we're right about there. We're right about there. Okay, we meet Jar Jar Binks, and as a kid, I already knew that I didn't like him. But <laughs> getting older, I don't like this guy. I was watching I this don't again. Trust you, Jar Jar Binks. It's been over a decade since I've last seen this. For sure, at least in its entirety, for me. Yeah, and so I was like, okay, I want to see if this aged well. I just want to see if like society. Uh, despises this movie especially since like my standards for bad movies are very low now because of this podcast i was like maybe i'll really enjoy jar jar binks hated oh jar jar i actually like jar jar binks a lot i as a kid liked him and then i got to the age where everybody was like fuck jar jar binks and i was like yeah yeah fuck jar jar binks and then rewatching it today i was kind of like I, I like Jar Jar, It's kind of like when you have a friend in school, and then you find out that that friend is not, like, cool, quote-unquote. Yes. Mm. And everybody's just like, nah, Tim is a booger-picking loser. Yeah, his, he doesn't have Jordans, and you're just like, he doesn't Oh, yeah, he's Jordan. he's poor. Those are I new guess we don't like him. <laughs> yeah, you suck! And then everyone was like, yeah, no, no, yeah. And then later on, you find, like, those friends totally abandon you because they all suck. Yeah, and then and 10 years later, you start a podcast with that kid, and Tim now you're here doing super a cool. Oh, Yo, I'm not Jar Jar, dude. No, no. No, no. No, you're more of an... 
R2-D2. A mouth so foul, they have to bleep everything. No, I don't want to be R2-D2. Be Mace Windu. Alan, do you like Jar Jar? I don't. Do you like the Ewoks, though? Do you like Ewoks? I do like Ewoks. So, Irrelevant. So, well, no, it, it is very relevant because of the original three, right? The people who grew up who saw the A New Hope as kids, by the time the Ewoks came out, they didn't like the Ewoks anymore because that was supposed to be uh, Chuba- that was supposed to be on Kashyyyk. That was supposed to be the battle of the Wookiees. Okay. And so oh. everybody was expecting a giant Wookiee battle. And then instead, we get these little tiny teddy bears speaking. Love them. Tagalog. Speaking Tagalog. Uh, and, and like my cousin Jay Sapakin. hates Ooh, Ewoks man, because, because the whole, the, their thing is like our generation grew up with the Ewoks. We're like, they're great. They remind me of teddy bears. And they're like, fuck the Ewoks. It should have been Wookiees. And now we get to the point where we're like, fuck Jar Jar Binks. He shouldn't have been in the film. It's very relevant. By the way, can I, can I name drop real quick? Go Please. ahead. Uh, so I went to the, re- it, not actually a person, but a place. I went to the Redwoods where they filmed Return of the Jedi. Oh, very the, nice. the speeder bike scenes and like got to like walk under the trees where they like, you know, zoomed around and stuff. We Super freaking cool. Hard to get to. Wow, that's really cool. We once went to George Lucas's private screening room in Marin huh? to watch oh, a premiere of a movie. And that, that was, was crazy that, cool. where that was? Yes, it was. In they had San the, Rafael. Yeah, they had the Star Wars posters, Indiana Jones Screw posters. Screw what it I was, was saying. Awesome. It's not as good as that. Oh. Well, Alan, we Alan no. has like an in uh, because your brother, Alan's brother, John Boo, who is a sound engineer and uh, has done our sound uh, when we started this podcast. I only care about BJ. <laughs> <laughs> Don't we all? Don't we all? Sorry, John. <laughs> but on multiple occasions, you guys have had the in to go to Skywalker Ranch yeah. and like insane, watch, watch movies there. Yeah. That's awesome. And I probably only watched, like I watched Solo. Like that was the mm. only thing I watched there. But other than that, I watched like Marvel movies there. I watched Endgame there. You are so crazy. humble. Oh my god! Yeah. Oh, like, thanks, man. <laughs> like, you, I would have come into the room and been like, "By the way, I've been to Skywalker Ranch." Hi, my name is. <laughs> Before introducing yeah. yourself, hi, been to Skywalker Ranch. My name's Greg. <laughs> I'm better than you. I'm better than you, and I'm definitely better than you. You like, and then you meet George Lucas. You're like, I'm actually not better than you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I praise you. I'm so upset that because. So why do you hate Jar Jar so much, though? No, it's... You don't like the, the camp? I, it's 99. There has to be camp. I understand the context of it. I think I'm also upset at uh, how... It's too much of a comic relief. Like, he, I couldn't take him too seriously. Can we That's talk true. about the origins of Jar Jar? I would love to. Yeah. Okay, so uh, Jar Jar played by... Ahmad... Um... Qu- quick, quick! I'm coming. Alan, Remember, Alan! It's coming, it's coming. Okay. Um, so, that guy... Yeah. Totally awesome. Every interview I've ever heard, listened to of him, he seems like a totally awesome dude. He was in Stomp. Mm. Mm, nice. So before he had the part, Michael Jackson wanted it super bad. Ahmed not just best. not Ahmed just best. wanted it. Ahmed Best. Ahmed Best. Yes. yes. He not just wanted it. He told George like I'm going to play this Jar Jar character. And he was thinking, like, it's going to be like The Wiz. Wait, this is Michael Jackson saying this? Michael this Jackson. is Michael Jackson. Yeah. Yep. Wow. Like, he, he just cla- he dibsed the part. Wow. Okay. Yeah, yeah I'm going a, I'm to a be Jar Jar. Um, and George was like, well, you know, I'm actually thinking about maybe hiring a uh, different person and stuff like that from, uh, from Stomp. And Michael's like, I have to approve of this. Yeah. Michael yep. had to approve Ahmed. And wow. so, and Ahmed, he was performing. He knew George Lucas was out there. Uh, and I think he also knew that Michael Jackson was out there. And so he like, he stomped really extra hard in that mm-hmm. stomp performance and then got to like meet Michael Jackson backstage and wow. Michael Jackson, those trash cans Michael Jackson gave him the, the blessing role. and role. Yes. You yeah. can play Jar Jar. And so I think, and I think, um, George, who was not as concerned about acting 
we can maybe say. Well, in... I think George always knew that that character was going to be done completely CGI'd. And so his main focus was trying to do that. I think it didn't really matter what the actor was doing because he was going to do the do his thing anyways. And for me, not to cut you off, but that's why I like Jar Jar Binks from like a cinematic point of view. It's the first time we've ever had a fully CGI character throughout the entire exactly. film who swims, jumps, runs, laughs, cries, you know, does all the shit. It was an incredible uh, leap in cinema history, yes, 1999. Yes. This also, is- did you see like the tree shadows over him look amazing? I will say I... The whole scene in the trees when they're planning the battle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I was trying Yami. my best. Yummy. To- um... I'm so sorry. No, 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 no. You're fine. No, I'll, I'll leave. I was just <laughs> get the fuck out. This is here. good. This oh, is fun. <laughs> Check me out on Twitter. I was trying my best to like take just to not be critical, mm-hmm. and uh, I will say that he looked way better in Tatooine lighting than mm-hmm. he did in uh, Tatooinic. Uh, in Tatooinic, oh. I'm so sorry. Oh gosh, I'm just making this up. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I say, believe it. Tatooinic. I was like, what are you talking about? Um, but <laughs> they yeah, took he, a Nubian starfighter to the Tatooinic. Dunes. Mm-hmm. He looked better in that like desert lighting as opposed to like his uh, his uh, main territory, which must have been so uncomfortable for Jar Jar being a water dweller standing yeah. in the desert must have been excruciating pain. But well, he looked like we he can remember. He does say Misa skin is killing me or something. Oh, mm. attention to detail. And then Anakin's yeah. always cold as soon as he leaves the desert planet. He's always cold which i wish that carried through in the other movies so there's that some been a cool thing. tiny nit bits that i do appreciate like there are some moments where they did pay some attention to detail mm-hmm. shall we continue sure so he meets jar jar binks actually he saves his life not once but twice um qui-gon that is again <laughs> that's a and, good impression and he has a life debt now to qui-gon jinn and qui-gon says that's not necessary um but he does know that they need to get to the humans who it's are on the it other demanded side of- by the gods it is Yes, the gods, the Gungan gods. Mm-hmm. Um, and Jar Jar says, hey, come down to Gungan City. It's a hidden city, which is actually only hidden by one rock. I don't know if it's actually Gungan gods, but we can get into that later. Oh. What, are they like Jedi gods? Oh, okay, if we want, I mean, like, let's do this? Yeah, let's do All this. All right, so uh, if you look at Boss Nass, he oh. doesn't look like the rest of the Gungans. That's what I was wondering. Mm. I was like, maybe he's just a fat Gungan and he's wearing this hat that's covering his big ass ears, but I don't know. No, I mean, like, look at the eye stalks. Uh huh. Stalks huh. that the Gungans have. And look at Boss Nass. It's a face. Sockets. Yeah. So what's the reasoning behind that? The the, the Gungans all have like these like, you know, uh, sort of like eyes that are on little things yeah. above their heads. You're right. Whereas yeah. Boss Nass's are has embedded like a face. into his sockets. face. So, so is he the god then? I. So why do the Gungans have an army? The greatest army. Oh, because I, from what I understood, this watch, it's because they're they're afraid that the humans on the other side of Naboo are going to try and come and take their their city. But it seems like it's something. It's like a tradition that's it, not not new. And I'm wondering, like, were there was there another like group village? of sea dwellers like Boss Nass? Maybe mm. Boss Nass like betrayed his people and ruled the Gungans. Hmm. Interesting. He Do definitely you, has a lot of power because when the Jedi's come to meet him, he he's like, he's upset that land dwellers are there, right? So he has made this such a fortress of solitude that, you know, we don't even want to deal with what's going on above above yeah. the sea level. Uh, in fact, that's where Jar Jar's exiled, right? He's in exile when we when we first meet him. Yeah. Um, Do you guys remember like the secret place they go to at the end? Where they were just like, there's a secret hidden place. Oh, like, the sacred place when they're under attack. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and, and it's a, it's not underwater. It's just in the forest. With a big statue. Was it like a, what was that? A Siddhartha? Big human head. Yes. Well, okay. Break a it down. Yeah, it's, yeah. A, it's a straight up Buddha. It looked like Siddhartha. Yeah. Yeah. It's so, straight up Siddhartha. 
I'm thinking that maybe they thought the gods were the surface dwellers who would come down into the water and be like, what is this stuff? This is crazy. And they're like, whoa, whoa. you guys have crazy technology and stuff. You're gods. Whoa. So maybe they're not Gungan is gods. Is this why Boss Nass, later on, when Boss Nass meets uh, Queen uh, Amygdala. Uh, Abdullah Amygdala. <laughs> Queen Abdul. Um, Queen Paula Abdul. <laughs> Queen Paula Abdul. <laughs> when he says... Oh, you don't think that you're better than us? We can be friends. We so like this. Yes. Yeah. Is that because like, oh, this is changing everything in his mind that like, oh, we've always seen surface dwellers, aka humans, mm. as gods. Yes. Wow. Well Depth. Done. Well done. Wow. You well are done. doing a great job of what this podcast is supposed to be, defending it for what I it is. I don't think it can be that bad. It's actually not. I really like this like this movie. There are great aspects of this movie. Uh, like every single time the lightsabers come out, I'm so happy. Even My though, like, lightsaber some of the- comes out. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is the first time they ever had the technology to show show it come out right in all the original trilogy it always cuts away and oh, then they yeah. Co- yeah and then, then they come cuts- back well, and the yeah, light no, they, yeah they show it come out and then they cut away and then they can fight yeah because because it, the technology wasn't there at the time to like really make it work only in the reprints do mm. we really see obi-wan like in the original cut it like shows darth vader then it comes back that obi-wan's got his lightsaber out and then darth vader's got his because they had no way of of animating that um so this is the first time we get to see it and they show it to us like a, a dozen times they're just like look at this new technology i'm not even mad at how slow they were swinging their lightsabers to bring bring down some of the droids It'd just be like Ugh. oh, the, oh yeah. to kill a droid is no no problem at obi-wan all. would do a full 360 turn that gains him no speed with the swing <laughs> it slows him down <laughs> just here's the thing no no no. here's the thing when you're when you're tapping saber to saber it's finesse that's a finesse game but ah. when you're cutting through metal quick ain't gonna do yeah. it you gotta have power you gotta let the heat do its job it's a strength thing to bring that through mm-hmm. yeah um, so that's why you gotta slow down oh okay 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 i like it i like also to keep this moving along um the yeah, fish sorry. scene when they're swimming through the core of naboo which i guess we're, uh, the planet I, core yeah so they do swim through the core right instead of just like going around they don't, no 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 they don't i don't think they actually go through the core of the planet because that would be so hot yeah right? they would, they would i don't know maybe the death. planet's a water planet oh yeah it, these, this is not earth so That's we don't true. we yeah. can assume true. That there's magma and like you go through all these layers that the Earth's crust has. Christian, please. It's not Earth. It's not hollow on the inside. Stop. Um, I'm so mad at you. <laughs> <laughs> to, to continue on with the. With the I don't know. Boss Nass does kind of look like a lizard, dude. No. Oh, Start off. We're on, Everyone to, stop. We're on to the hollow Earth it's now. It's a different episode. Um, there's always a bigger fish, which I think is some, something I think about all the time. I. Okay. What were your guys' opinions on those deep. Dwelling fish. They could have cut that whole scene out. Yeah, uh, yo, it check this out. There, man. Yeah, <laughs> yeah oh, it, fell out of, it fell out of place. Yeah, it did. Okay, so yes, but the second fish. So there's the the first big fish, the goober fish. Yeah, and and then it gets eaten by Godzilla. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then there's the <laughs> then there's the next fish, the third fish, and it's the sort of like eel with like the flowing with tail. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you pay attention and the lighting is good in your room when you watch it. You can see that there's little eels all over the place. And when they turn the lights on, that's the mom. Oh. And she's like, what the hell are you doing in my house? And so she's 
She's not just like trying to eat this, you know, like submarine. She's trying to defend her babies. Oh, you're telling me that there's conflict and resolution in that. The resolution underwater. is Godzilla eats the mom and then the babies probably die of starvation. Hey, man. Well, you know what? Hey, sucks to suck is what I say. Um, Boy, does it. In 19. How was this like received at first with everyone having this expectation of like, oh, my God, in the 70s, uh, the Star Wars was Star Wars was the best trilogy ever. I, I believe it was almost exactly. Exactly how our generation acted when the new trilogy came out. How much shit they talked and mm, how they said it wasn't I good. That, I if I remember correctly, the way my cousins treated these three movies is almost exactly. It's just we just keep doing it over and over again to the next generation. So I I can remember as uh, let's see, 1999. That was fifth grade and sixth grade. So um, I was like that was like the cusp of like childhood to becoming like a little a quote unquote teen. You know, like a twin yeah. thing. Anyways, uh, I'll try to keep it quick. Um, Got the novelization before it came out to theaters. For episode one? For episode one. Yeah. And this was like the last time I remember my mom reading a story to me and my little brother. Mm -hmm. And so it was just kind of like, oh, Star Wars this is great and stuff. Then going on like a vacation with my buddy Aaron Eccles. Shout out. I don't know where you are, what you're doing, but I hope you're well. Uh, we saw it and it was amazing. Everybody in the theater loved it. Everybody talked about it like it was great. Like Star Wars is back. That's awesome. And it wasn't until like a couple years later mm -hmm. that people started hating on it. Yeah. For sure. For sure. And I don't think it was like nowadays when like a trailer comes out and people go like, nah, fuck this, this stupid. That's true. The internet era of instant hate wasn't quite at its zenith in You couldn't be as quick because it was dial-up. <laughs> <laughs> okay, sorry. Physically, physically. Um, so they get to Naboo. They get to the other side where they find the uh, droids have taken over the city, correct? They've, yeah. They've, yeah. they've taken the queen hostage and... Theed. They've taken over Theed. <laughs> That's right. That city looks a lot like... Um, Palisade, the over in San Francisco. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I can see that. The yeah, art yeah, yeah, the, yeah, yeah. The, uh, the World War One Memorial. You know what I'm talking about? I think I do. It sucks with a P. Robin Williams used to live out there. Happy birthday, Robin Williams! A couple days ago, you would have been seventy. Um, um, Arby. So the so they get there, and as that's happening, the Trade Federation is getting a hologram from Darth Sidious. Yes. Um, whoa! Spoiler. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. From a figure in a dark robe, uh, uh, some sort of menace that they can't. Uh, uh, like he's put like their finger on. It's like a like a fan, phantom you know the, menace. You know what, you know a what ghost. It it's like the Fantasmic show in Disney. You know how it's like water shined on the on the yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, where they, that's where they get it from. The Fantasmic <laughs> menace. That's Anyways, I'm sorry. I we, I'm sorry. Um, so they have to go save. Of course, the Jedi's are there to protect the queen. Uh, and it's, again, a lot of political mumbo jumbo. But apparently what they decide is the best course of action mm -hmm. is to get the queen onto the Federation ship to negotiate. But then they get uh, attacked. No, they're not trying to land on that Federation. They're trying to bug out. They're just trying to leave. They're just trying to because get Because the city's out. already taken over and the governor stays. But they got to get the queen out because she's the most important. Because... If we take her to Coruscant, the, she's got pull in the Senate. Yep, she can get the Senate to come and send help. Yeah. Um. So that's the plan, and they hop in the groovy ass spaceship. Nothing says "help my people" more than the actual leader of those people leaving. Well, no, no, oh. coming, coming to the Senate. <laughs> yes. And yes, saying yes, yes. my people are dying. And that's not yeah. at all her being scared to save her own tail, running away uh, from a, a losing war at all. Well, right, Keira Knightley was just. Going with the flow, she couldn't check in with Natalie Portman and be like, "Should we do this?" For at least half the movie, she was making queen decisions, and she's just a handmaid. Dude, handmade. it's crazy. And like, the, I think there's protocols. I think there's protocols. There has to be. I was so, I because I knew Keira Knightley was in this movie, and I, 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 I said I haven't Not seen this in like over ten years. 
Um, where she was built pretty high because she wasn't fa- nearly famous. She uh, hadn't done uh, King Arthur yet. Yeah, I don't think. Um, and I, the the resemblance is just so uncanny that like I Her, didn't yeah. know when when uh, the queen was Kira or when the queen was Padme. Right. Her like own a, mother couldn't tell the difference when they're in the queen costume. It's wild, and I've always known even before knowing that Kira Knightley was in this movie. I've always thought to myself, "Oh my gosh, Kira Knightley looks very much like Natalie Portman." Mm-hmm. And I, I blew my mind when, uh, when we find out later on, like, no, this is just a decoy. This is like um, uh, my very uh, loyal assistant, blah, blah, blah. Which, which very, I just want to say, very quickly, everybody's like, okay, cool. Let's listen to her now. Like, nobody, yeah. nobody questioned it at all. Nobody was like, how should we test this? How do we know? What's the, going? They're the, all just the, like, was okay, a, you're queen now. Yeah. There's yeah. a scene they cut where everybody looks at uh, Captain Panaka and he goes, yeah, it's true. <laughs> He's like, yeah, no. what am so I going like, to say? Kira Knightley just stay in that makeup. Like, okay, I guess uh, everyone knows that I'm not the queen. Do I just stay in Can this? Can I take this off? Please. <laughs> it's hot. <laughs> this is bird poop. I am all <laughs> kicked up because we don't have natural foundation no, in no, this no, galaxy. no, no, no. no. I'm a true geisha wearing Mongolian headpieces. <laughs> I literally just look up and just wait for Dude, the poo. She must have some severe neck problems. <laughs> um, I fucking hate you. I'm never going to be able to look at her again now without thinking it's bird shit. Um, so their ship is damaged. There's no way they're going to make it to Coruscant. So they have to stop off uh, on a desert planet. Here's so Tatooine. So this is so casually. They stop at Tatooine. It's like the first name drop. That like really hints to like what was in the original trilogy. I think he wanted George wanted it to keep it subtle, not like you know have like you know Obi Wan look at the you know go oh Tatooine look at the camera, <laughs> look at the camera and be like I wonder if there's a cave for sale. Do you remember? Um, <laughs> wink. <laughs> um, so they land on Tatooine and they're searching for parts. They have to hide the queen because this planet is run by gangsters known as the Hut Clan. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's Jabba the Hutt's father at the time. It's so wild. Do, do I don't we think f- it is Jabba? No, Jabba's the young one. I thought there was a woman. She's prestigious. Jabba has br- There was two. There, there was two There's that the we see, one and right? Little one. Go back and watch it. The, I'm pretty uh, sure it's the, Jabba. I'm pretty sure? sure the little one's Jabba. Wait. Who's the one leading the races? Or who's, I'm pretty sure that was Jabba, right? Jabba the one leading, leading the, races. the races. Isn't that Jabba the Hutt's dad? No. No, I think that's Jabba. I think that was yeah. I had to look up like what Star Wars movies is Jabba in. I think you might be looking And it showed wrong. that picture. Huh. But that's okay. Always, I, well, I mean, ever since I was a kid, I always just assumed that was Jabba the Hutt's dad, and the little one in the background was Jabba, like, grow like, oh, I'm, I'm going, like, if his dad was Tony Soprano, mm. and he's Kid Soprano, you know what I mean? Like, well, if Kid we're Soprano gonna... is my band name, by the way. <laughs> Child Sopranos. You guys are a quartet also, I, of Sopranos. I don't want to mess with your headcanon, because that is pretty fun. That I Okay, you know, but you guys are probably right. I mean, I literally have no proof. I just thought that, and as a child, the fact hearing it now that that probably is wrong makes more sense than what I was thinking. All right, uh, let's talk about it. If uh, how long does it take for a, a hut to really grow in size? Just it. <laughs> well, no. this movie takes place thirty-four years before the Battle of Yarvin, mm-hmm. so Yavin. Excuse me, and um, so potentially he could grow that fast in that time. I mean, he has all the money and all the wealth. Yeah, we don't know. I know, Alan. You watched uh, Clone Wars. Yes. Do you remember Stinky yes. from the movie? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do we ever see him grow up? Do we? I don't think we do. I, I think they. Think I think they yeah, age yeah. very slowly. Yeah, yeah. I imagine like that species does. That has a long lifespan. And, yeah, yeah. and they oh, yeah, do talk sure. to Jabba in Clone in Wars. In Clone Wars, he is in the series. For yeah, sure. crazy. I just love that there is like an expanded family of the Huts because watching oh, yeah. the original trilogy as a kid, I just thought there was just like Jabba the Hut and that's it. But the Huts is known to be yeah, they're a gangster they're family, an intergalactic yeah, crime family. I love it. They're very good at their intergalactic crime. 
Um, Slime. That's why Han Solo worked for him for so many years. Uh, and yeah. the, but okay, so we were talking about the pod race prior, and I, from an, just being entertained, I thought that was like such a, I I loved it. Yeah, the it, whole pod race. Yeah, is a really cool scene that just shows us a lot about Anakin and like who he is as a kid yeah. and why Qui Gon Qui Gon Qui Gon Sushi. Why Qui Gon? <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's still around. Both of them oh, are I'm still here. Oh, I'm thinking Matsuri. Yeah. Matsuri's here. Qui-Gon and Baleo and Benicia are still around. Um, no, Qui-Gon, like, you know, is very passionate about Anakin. He sees there's a lot of potential in this kid mm-hmm. immediately. And this is the proof to everybody else. The pod race is the proof for everybody else to see. Like, you know, he does have a higher calling. That's in my tr- opinion, that's how I true, saw the pod race. Because after he wins it, he goes, see? Yeah. See? Because yeah. he had never finished before. <laughs> Look, I did it. Yeah. Dude, these people, these racers are dying. Oh, there's <laughs> oh, yeah, a brutal man. race. No, and no one gives a shit. <laughs> Guys, there's a deleted scene. I just stabbed my hand with a pencil. I forgot I had it on my hand. Um, there's <laughs> a, a pencil you <laughs> haven't used at all today. I tickled the field notes. Um, so, no, there was a scene that got deleted, and it's when they're doing, like, the introductions. There's uh, one of the racers... He he's the guy who like goes and mm. crashes into yeah. the uh, the uh, stalag tights tight because they have to hold on. on tight. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, mm. So he's that guy. So at the beginning of the race, he like waves to some people in the crowd, and it's his wife and kids. <laughs> oh no! After the race, when Qui Gon is talking to um, Watto, you see you see two little creatures. And a mother behind them crying, like holding oh. her face and crying. They should have left that in. I mean, it's a little dark, Just, but so, Star I mean, Wars gets real. We if need they're, they're uh, going to put E.T. in the Senate Council meeting, they could have kept that scene in there. <laughs> and if you go back and watch it again, when they first walk into Mos Espa with like a Jar Jar going like, this is murder in my skin. And he steps yeah. in the poodoo. Yeah. Um, there is that same family. And it looks like the driver guy is sort of like give, showing them around Mos Espa. Because he lives there and they're coming to visit him. He's like, him. guys, thank it's you for coming a, to check me out. That is like a cartoon B story that like happens in the background as it like goes on. And you're just like, look at this cool thing. I wish they would have kept it. I love it. I want to say when they go to the city in, in it's not most Isley, is it? No, it's Mos Espa. Mos Espa. I like that at this time, half of all the aliens that walk around are just people in spacesuits or like just somebody wearing a scuba mask like i love the idea of just like yeah we also have crazy looking aliens but there's also people in suits too and it's just like crazy looking humans really yeah normal humans i'm all about the star wars side stories i've been been working on a little comic book holy that's star wars side stories and stuff you drew that yeah that's that that looks like it was printed oh thank you guys thank you that's incredible show the camera real quick you could bring it up to your level because it's going to be out of focus if you push it close okay you have to beautiful. What the heck? Yeah, thank you. Um, Just doing a little bit, a little bit. So that once is gr- that is so dope. Once they uh, get free from the pod race, Qui Gon had made a deal with Watto to free Anakin, and he's going to take him under his wing and teach him to be a Jedi. Mm-hmm. So they are headed back to Coruscant. Mm-hmm. Anakin, a Jedi. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Jedi took the work for me. My Dude, brain too small. Up. They're blowing up. Anakin's ego. This kid's already cocky. They're just like, the force is strong in me. They're just like, you literally have the highest count of midichlorians ever. Guys, I made the fastest pod. Also, I'm really good at pod racing. You want to see this? And grabs Padme's hand. Check out C-3PO. I never got to finish him because I got bored with doing something else. He does the first POV shot in the entire franchise. (gasps) Yeah, C-3PO. Oh, that's right. (laughs) Dude, and Anakin doesn't give a shit that he's leaving him behind. Sorry, dude. Sorry Sorry. I didn't put any plates on you. 
I'll make sure mom doesn't sell you. I'll see you later, man. Knowing that his mom is hurting for money, she should definitely sell him. Absolutely. 100%. Yeah, I'm sorry. So the last thing he said is like, hey, he's a human cyborg relations who knows over 5,000 languages. You should sell him on to the Hut Clan and make $1,000. I will say, though. Credit. Credit. Uh, credit. Anakin's, okay, I did get, I was convinced by his acting, finally, when he was saying bye to his mom. Yes, very yeah. touching Very moment. good. Yes, yeah, I really agree. On the really rewatch, I was like, this hits. Really, that it, kid is good acting with people who are supposedly his mother. He did the same with Tom Hanks' wife in Jingle All the Way. Mm. Very good mother-son connection. Yeah. Um, until his real mother, he like tried to kill with a knife or something like that. Oh, um, it's so, so depressing. Apparently, he got like shit his entire life after yeah. that movie. Yeah. It's not his fault. Brutal. No, I mean, honestly... He's a good actor. I wonder if he would have like grown into being a good actor if if his kids weren't so fucking mean. Well, if George Lucas was just a better director too, it's I, hard I to like, direct children. I feel like he's a good director, a man. You think so? He has a good imagination. He's a good vision. writer. I don't. I think I, I don't agree with writer. I think he's a. I think the opposite. Before we get too off, no, 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 me, I just think because, like, look, the best Star Wars movie in my opinion is Empire Strikes Back, and that's directed by Irving um, Kushner, Kylie, Kushner, Kyrie Irving, Kyrie Irving, and that movie is written by George Lucas, directed by another person. I think it's done really well, but tit for tat, what do you got? Well, maybe this might support you. This might support you. You know, I'm thinking about it. I was like, you know what? George is a good writer. He's a but better he's a writer than a, you know. I got I got to flip. My bad. <laughs> yeah, he's a better writer than a director. I got to say, it's not always about directing the people. It's it's directing the whole Saga. situation. Yeah, yeah. And so he was a very like very hands on and wanted to have input on every level mm-hmm. of yeah. Everything. the movie. Yeah, he was very involved. I think that's why a producer role for him is a better role. As opposed to being so corn pigeonholed into being a director, he really is the executive producer. He has his finger in every single pie. Mm-hmm. Um, we already kind of talked about their escape from Tatooine when Qui Gon has this fight with Darth Maul, and Obi Wan gives no fucks. Um, that was crazy. They finally get on the ship. <laughs> Are you Whoa. okay? Is he John Lennon? <laughs> did you Did you see how Bob long Dylan? his lightsaber handle was? <laughs> the lightsabers were red. The Sith is here. Um, Never even seen one that red. <laughs> I would love a Bob Dylan Star Wars album. He's over here making songs about JFK. I want him to make Star Wars songs. A Star Wars musical. Oh, my God. Written and directed by Bob Dylan. Oh, my God. Have you guys never heard of the Rebel Force Band? What? Dude. So, in the 70s, super quick. This guy, he was like, I'm going to I'm gonna ask a bunch of like college students to like write Star Wars songs mm-hmm. after the first movie came out. No other canon. Just the first movie. And these people wrote like genuine Star Wars songs, not mm-hmm. like trying to be funny or anything, just super genuine. And it's wow. And it's performed by this 70s ass band. Wow. They're so good. Really? They're so good. Look them up. That is such a like a specific reference to all of this. And I love you for that. Oh, okay. Um, what are they called? Hot again? Tracks. The Rebel Force Band. Rebel Force Rebel Band. Force Band. We'll put their thing right here. <laughs> well, their Instagram handle, if they still exist. They still. If you come across some sort of redneck country thing, you've gone too far. <laughs> Not that Rebel Force. Okay, uh, okay. Uh, oh, those are the Confederate songs. <laughs> um, I think they're great. Stand by. Hold fast. It's good people on both sides. Tokyo uh, Drift. Uh, Tokyo. I wish, just, I know we're already here. I wish Donald Trump ended every... Monologue with Tokyo, Tokyo Drift. Drift and then just walk away. <laughs> Rogue One, the Tokyo Drift of Star Wars. Am I right, guys? <laughs> am I right, guys? Am I right? Yeah. Um, so they get to Coruscant and immediately Anakin is forced to do like tests. Coruscant? Sorry. Cor- Coruscant? Yeah. Oh, this was one of the scenes that I think they added for Disney Plus when 
uh, Padme and the Queen, all of them are going to to do Senate stuff, and the Jedi's are going to the Jedi Temple. Mm-hmm. And Anakin like looks back at Qui Gon. I remember him telling like, "No, no, no, go with him." But then there's like a whole short two second scene where Jar Jar Binks like, "She's not really pretty," and it's just like I don't remember this part at all. You think they the just... awkward scene where he's like, "Qui Gon, do I go with you?" Like that. That was that's that was a, for sure. That's OG. But Obi or uh, Jar Jar in the car talking about how pretty Padme is. I mm-hmm. don't remember that. That's literally the first time I'd ever seen. I it. agree with you. I think that's some McClunky stuff. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. for sure McClunky. It's clunky for sure. Um, <laughs> fun fact about Mace Windu. That I that I love. It's actually one of my favorite facts about Mace Windu. Much like how Michael Jackson lobbied for the role of Jar Jar Binks, mm-hmm. Tupac Shakur lobbied very hard to be in the oh, new Star Wars he movie. He would still be alive. If <gasps> in fact, if he hadn't have died, and I think he probably would have been playing the Mace Windu character at the time when the story was written. Mace Windu wasn't written as a black man yet, um, but I have a, I have a feeling that it, it was going to go that way. And but I do love Samuel Jackson. That's I just would the way it is. Love to see a Tupac Shakur. Jedi, though. Would love. That would be the coolest fucking thing ever. What color, what color would his lightsaber be? Purple. Okay. Oh, as Mace Windu still, right? Yeah, That's what you're sure, saying? Sure. Although Samuel Jackson did lobby for a pink... A pur- purple, sorry, yeah, purple yeah. lightsaber. Yeah, specifically. And so, like, they were... Uh, George been... Lucas was like, okay, I guess we could, like, ride in that you were able to get this, like, rare crystal that makes your lightsaber... Pac would have been like, can I have a purple bandana? <laughs> have, you seen, have you seen... They have footage of when Samuel L. Jackson asks for a purple lightsaber. Mm-hmm. No, I yeah. don't... Yeah, because he's, he's, he's like, what, he's like, uh, what about mm, purple? He's like, what other colors do they have? He's like, oh, you know, good guys are green and blue, bad guys are mm-hmm. red. He's like, that's it? And he's like, yeah. He's like, what about like purple? Can I have a purple lightsaber? And George Lucas is like, you, you could have a purple yeah, lightsaber. Yeah, we'll, we'll write that in. And the whole reason why he, uh, Samuel Jackson wanted that was because he knew in Clone Wars there was going to be a big Jedi fight, yeah. and he wanted to make sure that he Attack stood out. Sorry. Attack exactly. the clones. Excuse me. He wanted to make sure that he stood out and so that he could see himself. That's why he wanted the purple lightsaber. And then they retrofitted it in the books to be, he actually knows both sides of the force. That's what it was. Sith I remember. Good. That's why he gets both. He was my favorite character to play as in Jedi Power Battles, the oh! episode one game yes. that came out on PlayStation. Yes. Wait, but with that, did he still have a blue lightsaber I in that one? I think he had a purple Because one. I have that on PlayStation 1 and I bought that from like Game Crazy. Um, pause the recording. Let's go plug let's it play in. It real quick. Let's check it real quick. <laughs> but yeah, I was pissed because I was like, he doesn't have a purple lightsaber because he probably did not have that conversation. Yeah, the yet. video game was for sure made before the movie was. Just like toys. Yeah, they yeah, try to push yeah. out the merchandise first. Mm-hmm. Um, I do like, though, how Samuel L. Jackson, I'm excuse me, Mace Windu is, is the de facto leader of the Jedis, though. Is he? I mean, he's the one giving Anakin the, the test. Fighter. He's the best fighter. He is for sure the That's best fighter. Like at the council, he does kind of take point. Yeah, he does. Yeah, yeah. he does. Right? He's, he's like, like testing Anakin. He doesn't like, have the biggest Ki-Adi chair. Moody, hold on a second. Oh, Candy yeah. Mundi. Oh, <laughs> the conehead. Plo, Plo Koon. Plo Koon. Hey, Plo Koon. Yeah, hold on. I got this. Girl Yoda. I believe her name's Yodel. <laughs> oh, Yodel. Yeah. 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 That's a real deep cut. Yodel is her name? Yodel. So there's three of this species that we know of. There's Yoda, Yodel, and Grogu. Whoa! There you go. One Love for each generation. It. And Anakin has more. Uh, what's it called? Midi chlorians. Midi and any even Yoda. Yoda. More than Yoda. Yeah. Well, even more than Yoda. <laughs> <laughs> that being said, though, the Jedi Council does not believe Anakin should be trained because he is too old. The training to be a Jedi should start pretty much at birth, apparently. Um, so he is too old, even though he is like eight years old. Yoda is able to has this premonition, like, oh, it's he's he has a cloudy future in front of him. So like, I because he kind of sensed that like this guy could really fuck shit up. I think it's technically a lack of a premonition because remember he says the future is clouded. So normally mm. he should be able to see somebody's future and how a they're going to go. Skywalker will bring balance to the force, but not the way oh, you which think. One? Is it this mm. one or is it your mom? He always does bring balance because <laughs> he does kill the Sith. He throws the Sith down an elevator shaft in episode. He does. Oh, dude, I wish we were talking about episode uh, three or two. No. I would say three because I've really 
Just a quick shout out to when Anakin does fuck up the council. Duh. When he kills all the kids. Uh, oh, we'll get there. We are going to we are going to do that movie because it is rated perfectly for us to do. Um, so they so Qui Gon is told that he cannot train uh, Anakin and Anakin. Oh, excuse me. And then Qui Gon pretty much says, "Fuck you! I'm going to do it myself." Which they hint to, and I think they explain a little bit more in like the books and stuff. But Qui Gon almost always goes against the Jedi Council's rules. He was like one of the biggest rebel Jedi. He's the Jedi bad boy. He's, yeah. a, bit, he's a bit of a rogue. Yeah, he yeah. learned so much. <laughs> He likes to do things solo. He's know? a scoundrel. Um, so he says, I'll train the boy on my own. And they're like, but you already have a Padawan. And he's like, Obi-Wan's good to go. It's true. I Dude. am ready. I'm, I'm re- and then I'm ready later the on trials. says like, Qui-Gon, I don't know if I'm ready for the trial. I'm flattered that you think I'm ready These for are the trials. Spot on Alec Guinness impressions, though, just so you know. <laughs> You're right. He is a little more New York than the way I've been doing them. <laughs> <laughs> How you doing? Okay, so. Uh, well, people don't know Obi-Wan's from the Bronx. You grew up in Queens. Force, Luke. <laughs> Hey, uh, what's going on over here? Yeah, okay, stop. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, you're right. Obi-Wan Ooh, doesn't know if he's what ready. a smoke show. <laughs> <laughs> Who did this to you? Who? Um, I don't know what that was. <laughs> I don't know. You're a goon. You're a goon <laughs> from some Batman movie, dude. <laughs> who, who you talking to? What you talking about with us? <laughs> you're, you're that guy? <laughs> <laughs> Gary Coleman now. Gary Coleman would have been a great Mace Windu. Um, <laughs> Mace Windu's origin story. <laughs> He's a poor kid that got, got adopted like, by a rich white family. Dude, how have how have Gary Coleman and Samuel L. Jackson not done a black iteration of twins? Uh, have you well, not? Gary Coleman's whoa, dead. Whoa. Oh. I was gonna say you've never seen them in the same room. I would uh, love to. Are you <gasps> saying this is like an Andy Kaufman? Uh, Andy Kaufman. What was, <laughs> wait, 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 wait. what was Andy Kaufman's fake alter? We're getting distracted. Wait, no, no. Real quick. Let's stay on this distraction. Are you telling me that Samuel L. Jackson, when he's at home alone, he removes a mask, gets he three takes, feet shorter. Takes and the stilt off. Takes the stilt off his feet. Have you ever noticed you've never seen Gary Coleman from behind because Samuel L. Jackson's on his knees. That was very that was very special. On the set of uh, whatever his show was, he's always cheating out, so you never see the back of his... What okay. was the name of his show? Man. What you talking about? Willis, right? No, that's just his catchphrase. <laughs> he almost gets raped in one episode, literally. Yeah, it was Whoa. intense. They Dude, it no sucks too because the actor who took that on, he took it on on purpose because he wanted to bring attention to child rape like and how it was Whoa. a problem. And then after that, he never got work again because everyone's like, mm, you're the child rapist. And also, like, his parents took all of his money. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, but Not that same actor, but I mean. Star Wars, uh, episode one. Yes. This is a good dismount from that distraction. Okay. <laughs> it's all about dismounts. Um, I so, just talked about child rape. <laughs> honestly, it comes up quite often in our podcast. Um, so Qui-Gon is going to take Anakin, but before he does that, they have a duty to protect the queen. Uh, after she sets up a vote of no trust in the current no, chancellor, no confidence, no confidence. Excuse me. Um, they start. They decide to hold a big election. They're going to take even more time to get. I a think new it's because that senator he was doing a Jedi mind trick on the on the queen. He wasn't just doing a Jedi mind trick on the queen. I think pretty much everybody there he was doing it because the bureaucrats that he was just complaining about come back in Revenge of the Sith and whisper in his ear quite a much. Um, comes back because remember around. he even says I promise to earn the corruption now uh, the bureaucrats insert themselves but they, they, they do <laughs> not uh, so Queen is pissed that it's going to take too much too much longer um, but here's my question at this time correct me if I'm wrong the Republic does not have a standing army right? no they there is not an army of the Republic they, so what is she asking the Republic to do she would like some sort of intervention she wants them to stop the Trade Federation yes okay, okay. probably through sanctions again 
Political mumbo jumbo. That's that's why I don't know. But that's how you deal with things. Yeah, yeah. And so she, it's not fast enough for her. So she's going home. She's going to handle it herself, guys. We're well, going to actually. Go, what they want to do is they want to send a committee to check the validity of of the mm. Trade Federation's blockade yeah. and invasion. Yeah. Um, because there are Trade Federation people in the Senate who are just playing the part and being like, "We're not doing it." Who says they do the O.J. Simpson thing of being like, "Prove it." Dude, it's a true, it's a true prof, uh, reflection. Those punk asses from Malastare back them up because they're in their pocket. And ET is there. That's in the next one. Legitimately, oh, no, it's in this one. Isn't this one? Yep. I thought it was in the next one. No, I watched him. Why my voice is so high though? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I I love that as an Easter egg. I got to look back at where that was. You can look back at it. Elliot, um, I'm in the Senate. <laughs> so once once they decide to head back to Naboo, uh, to did they already have the the plan to meet up with the Gungans? When they left yes. for Naboo? So when they were on the Nubian cruiser, which by the way, Nubian ships are dope, in my opinion. Yeah, I like the silver. Uh, yeah, George wanted to kick it back to his original inspirations with like the old Buck Rogers and yeah. old black and white serials. And they had a lot of sleek rocket ships in there. So that's where like the Nubian design came in. And I believe Phantom Menace is the name of the main bad guy from Flash Gordon. Huh. The more you know. Wait, really? Yeah. Mm. Like throw throw some stars. Cool. So more editing for you. While they're on the cruiser and you know, Qui-Gon saying, like, I can protect you, but I I can't fight a war for you. Yeah, we're peacekeepers, not soldiers. Yeah. Yeah. Then she goes, Cha Cha Binks. I need something from you. (laughs) And and then they and then they they star swipe. Dude, the transitions. Oh, yeah. gosh. I, you know that's George Lucas learned that at USC in like 69, and then it was just like, this is how I'm going to make movies for the rest of my life. Guys. Yeah, the check, circle. Check this out. <laughs> you guys cool. remember that THX movie I've been working on? I mean? <laughs> Watch this. <laughs> Swipes just like uh, from the angle, from the side, from the bottom. Honestly, I wasn't mad at it this time around. I remember seeing it like 10 years ago and be like, that's cheesy, but I kind of liked it now. I, I like all of it. Does that happen every single movie? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Even I, the new trilogy that's happened? But it only happens in the episodic ones. I don't know if it happens in, in like, the side uh, story. No, 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 no. Like Rogue One. Definitely doesn't happen in like Mandalorian or anything. Because mm-hmm. uh, I think that's a George Lucas thing. That's a, a his style of I could of be loud and wrong. Thing. It could be happening yeah. in there. I mean, mm-hmm. I didn't. I don't think J.J. Abrams did it. And if he did, they probably did it like once or twice. Um, but because transitions like that aren't really uh, in vogue right now when it comes to movies. Were in, they ever? Were they ever? Yeah. I mean, when... Transitions were new, I guess. Right, and when they didn't have to do like sound or talkies or whatever. Talkies, talkie, talkie. Um, what did? How much flack did George Lucas get from this movie? A lot. That's why he A didn't lot. direct the next two. Star yeah. Wars fans. No, he directed all three of the prequels. Yeah, all three. Oh, really? The yes. third one was good. I feel. Like. I really oh, liked did. the he third did. one. Yeah. But yeah, like, the third one is the best. Hardcore Star Wars fans hate George Lucas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're like, like, we love this thing that you've created, but like what you've done to it. Yeah, Yeah. you you made it. (laughs) Leave it alone, sir. Put it in someone else's hands and like you could oversee it. But like if you give him too much uh, power over the films, it turns into like it turns into this. Um, So they decide that since the Naboo don't have an army because it's been crushed by the droids, that they're going to use the army uh, of the Gungans. Uh, and so they go and plead, what we had spoken about earlier, on top of Siddhartha's head. They plead to the Gungans for an army to help them save the planet. This the Buddha. This the Buddha. That's... <laughs> that <laughs> freaked me out. Wait, wait, wait. Why does he do that? Do you remember that improv game? Um, Big booty? Uh, no, no, no. Jowl's kidding. No. Wait, wait. No, 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 no. Tell it me was supposed it. to be like a... It was a, it was a game that came out of Game-O-Matic. Uh-huh. And... 
it was called Jowl's Kidding. And so it was like, uh, you do a scene and anytime somebody in the scene said, really? You'd have oh, to go, yeah, yeah, yeah. Jowl's Kidding. And what, did you get that? Did you create this? I might have. And did you get that potentially from uh, Boss Nass? I would not be surprised if that was my inner inspiration. Do you know why Boss Nass does that? Or is that just like a weird character you thing know, that they I think it in? might be it's a cultural a thing trait, from yeah. his people that the Gungans Oh, I could just be destroy. offending an entire... The Gangans. No, no, no. You're not offending anyone because they're all dead. Except for that one. <laughs> Except for Boss Nass. Well, hang on. There's a couple other big Boss Nass characters around him. Remember? And there's like two or three chairs oh. with him. So there's a couple Boss Nass okay. figures. Do Gungans ever come back into the they're Star like Wars franchise? They're like an upper crust society thing. Uh, Jar Jar makes one more appearance in episode three, I believe. Really? Also, yeah. there's he- hot, hot Gungan action in the Clone Wars yes. series. Okay. You guys haven't watched it, right? No. no, no, no. There's like I a whole it. trilogy of episodes yeah. that they go back to Naboo and there's like another war. Yeah. And they're like, what? They're like 10 minutes each. The episodes are really short. No, no, right? no, no. no. no, no that's, but... that's the OG Clone Wars. Okay. But yes. then they turned into 30 minute uh, yeah. episodes afterwards. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I really want to watch it now. That Both are great. Is, yeah. I will say like it's, it was like a kid series. After yeah. Probably the first two seasons. Right. Mm-hmm. And then it started to mature later on and got more into the political side of things. For but sure, again, sure. it got more interesting. So mm-hmm. I'm not, yeah. it's, I mean, it's on Disney plus. Why not? Yeah. We'll have, we'll have you everything. Truck available. your way through the first season. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Hashtag it gets better. Well, um, you were te- Alan was telling me that this he appreciates this movie much more after having watched uh, the animated series mm-hmm. because yeah, it gives yeah. a little more Definitely. context, like more depth. Like yes, Palpatine, you know, he's twisting everything. You can kind of mm-hmm. see it in Episode One. I didn't really focus on it because, like you said, like I haven't watched it in like ten years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like it's been a minute, so like I really paid attention. I was like, oh shit, they're talking about stuff that happens later on in the series, and yeah. then of course, like George Lucas helps write. I think some of the Clone Wars too. Yeah. So, like, you and know, Fillion did a lot he, of it. What's that? What, Fillion, Dan, what's that guy's uh, name? Dave Filoni. Dave Filoni. Dave Filoni. Yeah. Oh, mm, shout out dude. to Dave Filoni. <laughs> wow. But, Star Wars fans really hate George Lucas. Love, love Dave, Dave Filoni. Filoni. And yeah. John Favreau now. Yeah. And Fav. John Favreau. Yeah. John Fav after yeah. Mandalorian. Yeah. Um. So the Gungans set up their battle with the droids and they take a page right out of the Wakandans playbook. <laughs> oh, with the barrier? Uh, <laughs> uh, do a... they take a page out of the Wakandans playbook? Yeah, I'm pretty sure they Or did they. Uh, the other way around. What came out first? I'm, you know. <laughs> I think that's a very easy answer. Cinematically, <laughs> cinematically, I'm gonna say episode one did because it took place a long, long time ago. However, uh, Endgame is based off of the Infinity Gauntlet. That's series, why I'm asking. Which came out in the '80s in the comics. How? But I did never read that series, yeah, so I don't, I don't know. know who knows that that force field exists. They don't have, yeah. So they do a Wakanda style force field. <laughs> and the droids, my favorite scene with the droids is when they have them all out and then they're like, they're like, it was really the cool. Mode. I can love that. And they so turn good. and they're just like, do, 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 so when, when yeah. people like bash on the battle droids, I'm like, no, battle they're droids legit. is great. They are walking turrets. That's the future of our wars. They're just mass produced. Uh, Shooters. But I will say compact. The, mm. the only flaw though is that the they're controlled at one source. They Obviously, got the hive mind. Yeah. yeah. And so Anakin uh, accidentally <laughs> destroys that... Uh, the main reactor for the, the con- ship. Yeah. And just blows up the entire <laughs> Trade Federation ship, killing millions of people. Yeah. yeah. Hold on. Wait, let's talk... Well, uh, not millions of people. There were only a few life forms on those ships. Mm, did That's they say true. that? A lot, of, a lot of droids. Oh, okay. Yes, yes. So, but the life forms that are there are like the Viceroy. No, no, they are like high ups. The Viceroy does <laughs> oh, escape. Important the, people. The Viceroy does escape. It's all, oh, really? It's all, yeah, he does. He's, he's down in the capital at Thede and he gets captured. And mm. he's also in Revenge of the Sith. <gasps> yeah. Later on. But let's talk about this. A forefront battle. Yes. 
We got we got the we space got the space battle. We got the space battle, mm-hmm. which I love. It's a classic, star, or like original recipe Star Wars space battle. Yeah, where you with, see with the, the pilots and they're like, yeah, like Bravo you know, number six coming in. Yeah. Yes. Oh my god, I love Red that five. they brought that back. Ooh, I love, love that stuff. Uh, at the same time, they're having the Gungan droid battle. Yes. Yeah. They're also having the which is very a very unique battle. What movie have you ever seen a battle like that? I've seen dozens of sword on shield. I've seen countless, you know, bullet, bullet. Hmm. But when's the last time you saw laser guns versus, versus catapults and rocks and, and uh, holographic shields and, and whatever their Again, mounts were. The, shield. the Gungan mounts? Forever. Poor. That would get... Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, the what camels. Are they're, yeah, they're like Duck half camels. camels. Starting up the shields. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. every kill that Jar Jar gets is accidental. Yeah. You, if you look at the the battle b- behind him, everybody's just sort of like wrestling over a gun. <laughs> no one's actually dying. Yeah. I didn't see one dead Gungan after like the well, battle. You're not gonna like see like a droid like step on the neck of a Gungan and like start playing. <laughs> if this one. movie was made now, you might. Yes. you might get one quick scene of like a droid like stepping on like a Gungan's like help. And like, I was like, gonna be like the scene from Saving Private Ryan where you got one go like. <gasps> And just slowly the driving knife. the knife. <laughs> it's a tiny lightsaber. Yeah. <laughs> the, the droid grows lips and kisses him. And stabs him in the heart. Oh, um, Star Wars is way different now. <laughs> then the third battlefield is the humans versus the droids in the hangar. Yes. And, well, in, well, I mean, like, you know. The, in the city. In, of, in the city, yeah. Of Nab. The city. There's a the whole city yeah. battle. Because there's, yeah. there's all, like, the underground resistance. Yeah, because they they mentioned there's like a few cops and rebels who are like still fighting the resistance. It's kind of like with the French citizens and the Nazis. Correct. You know, people always talk about like, oh, the French, they gave up in World War II. It's like, yeah. no, no, no. They had no choice. They had no defense. Nazis totally went around the Maginot Line. Anyways, yeah. but the French people no. did not surrender to the Nazis and they did a little underground resistance shit. They definitely did. Just like the Nubians. And you know how the Nazis beat the French so fast? They marched backwards and all the French thought they were leaving. So, um... <laughs> Um, <laughs> Let's fool them. <laughs> Do you have the rim shot? <laughs> <laughs> so, um, the, <laughs> and then and then we got the fourth one, which is the Jedi battle, the My... Jedi Sith fight. Okay. I, I'm so glad oh! we said, let's, let's get <laughs> into the meat and potatoes. Uh, this Jedi. Okay, I okay. The first thing I thought of was when uh, Darth Maul comes out, mm-hmm. and then. Takes off his hood. You see horns dun, dun, yeah. in the face. I'm putting myself. I'm time traveling as I'm watching this. I put myself in the position as like uh, a big Star Wars fan in 1999 in the theater watching this. That's exactly seeing what him, it's for. Seeing him pull out the lightsaber. Okay, red lightsaber. I'm in. I'm freaking the fuck out. Dope. The second <laughs> saber comes out, I'm gonna pass out and pee my pants. Do you think the theater must have just gone wild out. when they saw that there was a double sided lightsaber it was coming because it was in, in the all tri- the commercials, all, yeah. all the toys? But the audience still was like, Ooh! Yeah! Imagine if the toys or any merchandise did not come out yet, and they were just seeing this movie for like, the first time. Oh my god, a lightsaber could come out of the backside. Oh my why, god, this is wild. why doesn't it just come out of? I, I, I. It's not going to come out of the side. <laughs> it has like a an third L. one, <laughs> like an L. Uh-huh. Well, now we do have that. Just we actually do have longer. like the, the yeah. T-shaped. Oh, fucking uh, uh, Kylo it's, Ren. It's shaped like a crucifix. Think about it. Mm. <laughs> Jesus, they do have angels and hell in these in this Are franchise. Are you an angel? Yeah. Are you an angel? 
Pedro Han come Solo? to the moons of Diego. I you think. see my droid that I built? And Han Solo says, I'll see you in hell! <laughs> when he's riding out into oh, the snow. Oh, he does. Yeah. Push um, the nose. So both hell and angels exist in the Star Wars mm. franchise. Uh, so Darth Maul shows up, reveals both lightsabers. I have a fun little story about Darth Maul. When George Lucas went to, I believe, the, the makeup artist and the, and the designer of the character... He says, I want you to draw Darth Maul as your scariest nightmare that you've ever had. And the guy thought back about a nightmare that he had, a reoccurring nightmare where this undead being uh, is smushing his face against the glass and screaming and there's lightning. Uh, and so he drew this very graphic, scary photo. And George Lucas took one look at it. It scared him so bad. He said, draw your second scariest nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> and the guy came back with the Darth Maul face with lightning on his face and horns. And, and there, some of the original mock-ups of Darth Maul, he had horns up to here. There's he one some, where it was like a kid with like a bionic like the, the, spider the, suit. Yeah, the Drake legs. Like, yeah. Um, they were really, I think after... Wild Wild West, they're like, yeah, we can't do that one. Um, no, we can't. But, they ruined uh, it. But the Darth Maul, Qui-Gon, Obi-Wan fight is maybe the second best fight in the whole franchise to me. <sighs> the only one that I think is better is Obi-Wan and Anakin. Mm, Revenge oh, the, the, the Duel? I, can I don't know. With that. I can agree with that. Yeah, it. I think yeah, that's yeah. one of the but best. Are we not talking about The Last Jedi when uh, Kylo and Rey, they fight oh, all those guards? That's really oh, good. That's that's a good one. Hang on, hang on. Yeah, that's actually. only really good when they redo it with uh, the Queen, Don't Stop Me Now. And they're like, don't. What? Have you seen that? No. No. Just, just don't have any. And it's like on beat. It's so having a good time. Fucking it's choreographed time. rhythmically. It's so good. That one, yes, in a fun way. That one is number one. Gotta check that out. I just remember watching that and going like, this is maybe one of the best lightsaber fights I've ever seen so in my life. I didn't like the guys who had like lightsaber whips and the guy who had like a lightsaber scythe. Like I was just like, yeah. Quick question. Yes, you and the Christian skin. Uh, <laughs> thank you very much. Um, how is it that no one's ever like accidentally chopped off their own limb with their own lightsaber? Oh, I'm no. glad you asked. Especially Darth Maul. He's dealing with these this long rod. Alejandro, if you would like to field this one. No, sir. After you. Okay, they have training sabers. Boom. And so they just they just know exactly. It's it's more like a ooh. It didn't it's a, it like numbs that. Them. It's Ooh, like it's, it's it's like the energy beam in between the podcast. It'll just numb you for a little bit, so yeah. you learn your lesson. Or what if they accidentally sit on their lightsaber and it just like well, game over, man? Yeah, that one doesn't get to be a Jedi. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You obviously don't deserve <laughs> that, that lightsaber. That one, that one's off the team. You and your fat ass <laughs> sat on the red button that you're not supposed to press. Okay, another question. As a kid, someone told me that the lightsaber <laughs> only turns on if you hold it. It's not like a turn. You press it once, it comes out. You have to hold it the entire time. Never if, been established. Okay. Is I the, mean, Return of the Jedi... Well, Darth Vader throws his lightsaber. But is yeah. he using his force to keep the button pressed is what I'm No, thinking. I think he's going, watch this. <laughs> okay. I, I want to say, when you first see lightsabers in episode four, Luke doesn't push the activation button that we come to know on that specific lightsaber. because The know little it, one, because he always thought it was the box. Yeah. He actually pushes on the back, which according to the Star Wars books is actually like the control or whatever but again they didn't have this shit figured out at that time they were just like making it up and then I they had to like know. fix I, it in the I, end you look at the millennium falcon before the new the <sighs> the sequel trilogy so much better there's no steering wheel hmm. and so and just and uh, harrison ford was like uh george how do i steer this thing there's just a bunch of switches he's like i'll fucking make it up did you hear when he swore so much? Oscar Isaac <laughs> got the role in Star Wars as a pilot. He got mm -hmm. in contact with Harrison Ford and was like, "Hey, yeah, uh, you know, how do you do it to sit in the cockpit, make it look real? What do you do in the spaceship so that people believe that you're a spaceship pilot?" And Harrison Ford goes, "Nobody knows what a spaceship pilot looks like. You can do anything in the cockpit, and they'll think you're a spaceship pilot." Love <laughs> it. Oscar Isaac was like, "Yeah, I, 
I guess I could do anything <laughs> in here. And people are just like such a dick. Yeah, right. It's like he's a real pilot. He didn't have yeah. to be a douche. Yeah. He, like he could have just been nice about it. Um, Lose my number. <laughs> Don't read my alone. number immediately. Watching Qui Gon die, Ugh. dude. I was one of the first deaths that affected me as a child. Audibly screamed. I was more sad about that than like real deaths that have occurred on this planet. Do you think when when Darth Maul stabs him and pulls the lightsaber out, it instantly cauterized that wound, so he's actually dying because he just has a gaping hole in his chest? Yeah, man. He's not necessarily bleeding out. He like has like a cauterized hole that he's just like. <laughs> I don't know. He's dead either way. That's like, yes, that's, yes. A, that's, I don't know. I, I wish I could tell you I'm not familiar with the technology. <laughs> Ewan McGregor and Liam Neeson got to choose their lightsaber handles. Really? And they only had 20 minutes to do it. Yep. By the that way, <laughs> the behind the scenes footage of them practicing is almost as entertaining as the movie. Uh, There's also, um, so when they did the set uh, for this film, they only built up to where the actors heads are and then they CGI'd the rest of it. But because Liam Neeson is so much taller than everybody else on set, he cost the cast and crew an extra $150,000 to build the set a little bit higher <laughs> so that they could film it with his head in shot. He's like, sorry guys, I was uh, I didn't choose to be this tall. He's 6'4". Yo, yeah, sorry, I'm sorry being this tall. Don't, don't, guys. <laughs> it's just so hard being the tall. We yeah. hate Irish people apparently It's in this hard film. to do a Northern Irish accent, but you nailed it. <laughs> Again, impeccable accent. Where's my daughter? You know who else? You've never seen Liam Neeson and Gary Coleman in the same room. Think about it. Illuminati. Um, uh, so the Darth Maul fight, uh, he kills Qui-Gon. Obi-Wan gets his shot. Obi-Wan has the low ground. Dude, as soon as... Hashtag, that's true. Uh, as soon as Qui-Gon dies and Obi-Wan taps into the dark a little bit, the fight choreography is tight. Yes. Not like, oh, not, I know people have broken it down, been like, this is not a killing stroke. If you see like where the arc is, he wouldn't actually hit. It's like, yeah, shut up. I'm not watching this for <laughs> accurate sword fighting. Yeah, yeah. Well, wouldn't you say Jedis probably don't train to kill? Not, yeah. I don't think they're, 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 not their yeah, they're, they're not sold. Yeah. So I would say, yeah, probably. George and, Lucas based them on Shaolin monks. Perfect. Who actually were like, you know, Jedis for their time and they would just go around being monks. Yeah, just solving problems. Ooh. Yeah, he also got the idea of the force from the Vril, uh, which was a power that they believed the Vril energy was like the organ energy, spill blood or something. Madame Blavatsky was really into it, and then it led to Nazism, but I don't want to go down that path. You get mad at me when I, I do. I have no idea yeah. what you're talking about. This is all new. Yeah, the whole idea of midi-chlorines is based on Vril energy, which was this idea that people had where you could like grow energy from organ blood and, and shit like that. And um, Again, I'll do it off mic because Christian hates when I take our podcast this way. Oh, we're already here. Well, you know what? Okay, so never mind. I'm not, I couldn't go <laughs> You've forever. already talked about is, a lot of this. Is point. this Nazi topic you would like to talk about? This is Nazi <laughs> topic we talk about. Um... Fights Darth Maul. I mean, we're we're getting near the end here. Is there anything? Um. Well, Nubian pistols are the best. Not better than uh, Han Solo's. But whatever. That's a sniper rifle that's been sawed off. No, no. (laughs) Homegirl, Queen Amidala. She pulls them out of the out of the chair. Keeps two in her throne. Boom. One shot knocks a droid out. Yep, yep. You know, whereas Just like one. other shots would be like pew, pew, and pew. And then they go like, they go, ow, ow, Ouchie. ow, ow. Nope. Nubian ones, boom. Jango Fett in the second movie, you look at his pistols. Dope pistols. They look Nubian. They might yeah. be Nubian I think the Naboo make dope guns. I think what nobody's noticing is that the Queen's Throne just has two guns in it. She's ready. She has no, to protect herself. kind of like the Professor X action figure. Oh, shit. Whoa. Way to bring it back. To, way to bring it back. Attaboy. You know, well, if, you know, if the Queen... 
is already thinking so far ahead that she needs to have a decoy for her own protection. Having two pistols right there on the throne is not that far off. One for the decoy, one for the queen. Was or- Natalie Portman the actual queen? No. Um, I don't know Kira- anymore. Throughout... I'm saying throughout the entire franchise. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know, dude. Or was there somebody else? One of the other handmaids is like so behind the scenes. Queen. It's like uh, Wizard of Oz. I don't even want people to know that I've ever been the queen. Well, when I watched this movie immediately after I turned on episode two and we watch her decoy get killed, we don't know who the fuck that. That's just a different decoy. So maybe she has three or four queen decoys. Do you think there's just some like handmaidens that are just like <laughs> that wanted to be included, but they were just way they just did not look like your nose. The other one has like a chin out here, and like one of them has blue <laughs> there's, eyes. There's handmaiden auditions. They're just a little <laughs> off, oh, no. and then they finally find the one they find. Kira Knightley, like perfect, she's the one. Too fat, too short, big <laughs> nose, too furious, too skinny, <laughs> too, fat, too bald. Dominic too... Toretto. <laughs> I would watch a movie called Too Fat, Too Furious. Um, they're ever, gonna make that movie. Did you ever see Super Fast? The no, fa- the Fast and the Furious, like the parody uh, film, parody. No. Oh my god! So it's written by two guys, and it's half funny. Well, aren't all parody half films half funny? funny? It's like you know, you remember the moments in Scary Movie when it was yes. just like that's funny, and then there are other moments in Scary Movie where you're like, nah, that's not that funny. It's like that. Super Speed definitely hits that. Super fast or super, super speed? Super fast, I think. Gotcha. Yeah. Super speed is what the it, Flash does. It came out like right after uh, Paul Walker's last movie came out. Wow. But it got sort of like sidelined because Paul Walker died. And yeah, they were making fun, fun of him. Thing. Yeah. yeah. Ooh, Poor timing. Bad. Uh, do you gentlemen want to rate this film? Yeah, I'm going to give this a, I'll, I'll give this a three. Three out of five. It's a solid four for me. It's a good, I mean, I know people hate it, but it's a solid watch. So if I was going to be like critical... Be like, oh well, you know, there's this and there's this and this yeah. and this, but there's there's so much of about this movie that I love, and yes. there's so much detail like behind stuff, like we were yeah. talking about with the the pod racers, mm-hmm. and they all have their own backstories and stuff like that. And we've got it. We, we didn't even talk about how uh, we got a whose line is it anyways alum <laughs> uh, announcing the whole pod race. This fucking wait, who was it? It's a uh, Greg. Um, oh, Greg, Greg Prutz. Greg Prutz is. Oh, he's the, really? He's cat dog. Quadrinero. He's cat dog announcer. Yeah. The two-headed uh, announcer. Yeah, yeah. Wild. The other guy is also a, a comedian, and he thought that they were just going to be bantering back and forth, mm-hmm. and then, like, close to, like, shoot date, they're like, all right, here are your lines, and it's just like, I'm not speaking English. No. Well, okay. Oh, that's oh. all it's hard. Oh, that sucks. I mean, you know what? I'm going I'm to give it a four. I think that's a good rating. Alan Boo? I'd give it a four. Again, oh, like I watched four. the Clone Wars series, so it made me appreciate it a lot more. So I gotta do you appreci- want to revisit your rating? No, I'm going to keep it at a three. At a boy. Hey, sure? way to double down. Yeah, I'm going to keep it at a three. Because I know that I don't want to diminish the rating scale because I know I'm going to watch uh, Revenge of the Sith and be like, that's Five. actually, that's like, that's a solid one. Like, they really huh? polished and tried... Solid. It's a no a solid like a solid one as oh, a movie. Oh, this is a solid oh, movie. It's just solid. I, like, I thought you were giving five. Yeah, a solid, solid rating one out of five. One. And I was like, what? No, incredible we movie. Give, we didn't even give thanks killing a one. Um, dude, this like that lightsaber scene really did save it. Not save it for me, but it was the best part. Brought even it to like, the next level. Yes, yeah, yeah. save the best for last. Also, Darth Maul's ship I think is one of the best so spaceships cool. in the entire universe. Also, the only one that I've seen with green exhaust. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, I thought that would have a little <laughs> no. bit of a bigger splash. That's oh, fine. Green exhaust. You Thank you, Greg. Thank oh, you. Wait, what, green exhaust? Fuck everybody. <laughs> no, I was um, thinking about what to say next. We can give our best person on set award. Yes, my Christian. Uh, why don't you go first? I'm gonna I'm gonna give it to Ray Park, who nice. is the Darth actor Maul. who is Darth Maul, who is also Toad from the first X Men, and um, Snake Eyes. 
Oh, and really? Uh, OG Snake not, Eyes. Yeah, not, oh, not, now say. it's Gold. Well, what's the, the dude Goldberg from, from WCW? <laughs> no, it's <laughs> Goldberg from the Mighty Ducks. <laughs> Boy, has he gotten skinny? Uh, it's the crack is a hell of a drug, sir. Um, I hope he's doing well. He's a Sharks fan, so uh, Shark on, brother. I think he's actually in prison. Oh, Goldberg. Yeah. Um, your best person on set award. <sighs> Okay, this is going to be very difficult for me. I'm still thinking about it. Uh, off the top of my head, I'm going to go, I mean, there's Ben Burt, the sound guy. <laughs> okay, good. The sound Beautiful. is uh, okay. amazing. Yes, yes, yes. yes. And he used he used new techniques. Like babies crying and this. lowered the, the pitch of it and added gurgling noises. And, yeah, he did, he did really good. Listen, so watch any of the Star Wars movies with the commentary. Ben Burt is the best part of those. For sure. He talks about like stories when, uh, like in Return of the Jedi, when... Darth Vader is walking down the the plank of the uh, of the Imperial shuttle. Mm-hmm. Uh, he said he got that sound by he and a buddy snuck into the like the facility that's under the Golden Gate Bridge with some like old army boots Jesus. and recorded like the sound of his friend walking. Oh yeah, and the original sounds that's of lightsaber right. or light laser guns. The lasers. What is it? Two, two. If you have like a metal cord, very <gasps> tight. He climbed the- up. One of those power uh, things and banged on it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm changing mine to, to what's his name? Ben Burt. Ben Burt. <laughs> Bill Burt. Bill. Bill. Ben. <laughs> ben Burt. He also wrote the Droids cartoon, which is now in the Vintage Collection. Oh, of that's Disney cool. Plus. I love that thing, by the way. Oh my gosh, uh, I have so much. My other guy, Rick McCallum. Who? He is the producer. He's the Attaboy. guy. He made it happen. Like George Lucas was just like, I want to do this, and Rick was like, uh, Okay, here's I'll my, figure that here's out. Here's my checkbook. He was like the guy who he wasn't the executive producer. Oh, he was, that was George. He was the producer. He yes. was the, he was the guy. He was who got everybody together and really like this man does art. This and man does. the villain of the movie because he made George Lucas's vision happen. But, but at the then same he also time, made George Lucas's vision happen. <laughs> he never said no to him. That was the other problem. Is George needed somebody to say no to him? Uh, his mm-hmm. wife in the first three. His wife was the one who kind of like kept him in check. Oh, filtered him. Yeah, I was really like, hey, no, don't you know? I don't think it's gonna be a good idea to do this. I don't but think. Then and I then divorced he, her after uh, or before before Temple this of one Doom. Came out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he, and then nobody told him no. Which is and why then, this trilogy happened. But then the Kathleen Kennedy came in and she would tell him no quite a bit, actually. Oh. So good for her. Um, Someone has to be that person. My best person on set award is Ahmad Best. I know people hate Jar Jar Binks. <laughs> I love Jar Jar Binks. He's a tenpole in cinema history, whether he you like it or not. He wore that rubber suit. He wore a rubber suit the entire time with like cool ass sunglasses and a fake head. Uh, it, it's it's it, it ruined his career, and I Savage. don't think it should have. He's the host no. of a Jedi game show now. Really. Oh okay, yeah. Okay, that makes me really happy. That I'm glad he's doing like Legends of the Hidden Temple, but Star Wars. Legends of the Hidden Temple? I'm not joking so when made... I say that it is great. Is it with adults or kids? It's with kids. Oh. Am I too is, old for it? He is no. I want to be on it. He's a Jedi and he is like guiding these Padawans through these like obstacles that they have to go through. I love it. I love and it. they have to they have to accomplish them as a team. It's mm. all about teamwork and it will give you positive chills. Much like Doghouse UK on HBO Max. Um, oh, that's your favorite show right now. Any any last minute thoughts, guys? Let's Alan, ask do you Alan, have your a, best person best on set award? Can I say John Williams. Oh, oh, I got to say John Williams. Duel hey, of hey, the Fates. Duel of the Fates is what I'm saying. It's one of my favorite tracks in all of Star Wars. One of the best. One themes. of the best. Like wow. the orchestra plus the choir. Dude, I, I want to go to a Star Wars concert, like an orchestra concert. Oh, I love when, or like when they do like Indiana Jones with a full mm-hmm. symphony. I love that shit. They do that with so many things, like Blade movies, Runner. video games, like yeah, Legend yeah. of Zelda, like yes. a full on like symphony. But if John Williams was like 
like a he had a rock band. He would open with Star Wars. He would open with and everyone go yeah, yeah Star Wars. <laughs> but the the hit song that he would play at the end that everybody has been waiting to sing along mm. to would be Duel, Duel of the Fates. Duel of the Fates, man. He would bring the choir out and they'd be like, oh fuck, this is oh crazy. fuck. Do you think? It's- the all albino choir <laughs> please no flash photography <laughs> please. Turn, oh turn no turn the lights down turn the lights down turn the lights oh, down oh no took a picture bring the scrim down <laughs> um oh my gosh this Incredible. is this has been great i i I do have a hard out. I have yes. to run. Um, I was like, what's a hard out? Is yeah, that like a, it's, it's a new kind of like hard? Sorry, right. it's, a, it's a hard out of my pants. Yeah. Um, so I am going to skedaddle. Feel free to yeah. keep a little bit more if you want. Or, but I, I, I mean, I think Alan took all of these notes. I want to give a big shout out yes. to him once again. Uh, Thanks, it keeps everything flowing. And not only did he take these notes, but we were kind of going back and forth. He was keeping me on track the entire time that we were talking here. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Alan, extra kudos, man. We, we owe you... The moon, everything, man. This, buy me a beer. You, I'll, we'll oh, buy you a million go. of them. I gotta yeah. say, I'm impressed by the Boo legacy. It, yeah. it lives strong. It hey, does. Boo! boo. <laughs> um, I've been Alejandro. I've been Christian. You've been Greg. True. Uh, you can follow me at call underscore me Jesus. Follow me at Christian as asthma. You can follow the podcast at ICBTB podcast. podcast. Also, guys, don't forget to check out our website. We still ICBT- have some merch. We're we gonna, do. We're planning on some new merch coming yes. out. We're re-upping on things that are sold out right now. Those so. bobbleheads are tight. Yes, those Man. will be here in 18 months. Crazy. Um, they got my nose right. And you know what? They got mine completely wrong that's why we have to get them sent sorry back. that's my fault. <laughs> that's the picture we sent them to we should have sent them a better picture did you guys actually make bobbleheads no 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 but that's oh. a great idea we, we will get there eventually Your yes end was tight i want to make my i want to make action figures of us oh remember when target would make you into like a captain america action figure for a little while really yeah they would like take a picture and then you could like order it and they'd ship it i to would you. love that i would love action figure action figures of us where when you squeeze the legs, we have a mic in one hand and it brings it up to the face. Like a WWE action figure? I'm pretty sure I had a Stone Cold Steve Austin action figure that did that very move. But they discontinued it because every time you did that, you go, like, <laughs> <laughs> Whoa, that's a really weird action figure you got there, man. I don't know why my dad thinks I'm gay. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't like the way kids play with my action figures. Look, when I had wrestling action figures, they didn't do no dick sucking hey, action. Son of a not my son. <laughs> Get the Undertaker doll. Um, yeah, thank you guys. Great cool. movie. Thank you, Greg. Thank what you guys. Week. This has been so much fun. You'll be Both back. Yes, I really yes. actually. We should I, do the three prequels. I want to do Attack of the Clones. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like actually, yeah, sooner than later. What I are you know. doing tomorrow? <laughs> I'm going to a pizza party. I'm so sorry. <laughs> oh, for somebody who got straight A's? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, then an ice cream social. Very nice. Very nice. <laughs> Finally invited. Um, um, yeah, guys, check out the Tuesday episode. We really dive into some nostalgia with Greg. Uh, Christian, you're always pretty. Thank you so much. Very yeet. Very yeet. Super bussin'. <laughs> Whereas I'm kind of oof. And honestly, oof. I'm. Sheesh. I stan. Stan. Stand by me. All right, Al- Alan, let's uh, uh, sign us out. Yeah, Alan, sing us out. You don't have to sing. A one, a two. I can't sing. Let's get I can't sing, man. I can't be oh, that before, bad. Sorry, look into the camera. Say one last thing oh, for the baddies. Yes. I forgot to do yeah, that. Yeah, Greg, we need you to take take a look into camera C now, right? It's camera C now. Yeah. Take a look at camera C. Okay. And uh, just give all the baddies one piece of advice. So I try to tell this to everybody who ever comes into my life. Please drive safe and make good decisions.
You do always say that. Yeah, yeah. That's awesome. Yep. That's actually really, really good. Well done. Well done. All right. I like when our guests do that right. Like, we've yeah. never had a bad response. No, not at all. Well, actually, we had someone just say, like, go you, fuck yourselves. You're, you're a bunch drinking. of dicks. <laughs> that was my mom. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Baddies, thank you for listening. We uh, are brought to you by companies like M3Is3D. And if you want to get more information about them, click their link in the description below. If you want to learn a little bit more about us, see some old episodes, buy some merch, check it out on icbtb.com. Of course, you can always get in contact with us there and on our socials at ICBTB Podcast. And that's good stuff. <laughs> thank you. <laughs>